Hello, hello, everyone. Please let me be the first to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. And welcome to the Joseph Orr Podcast and the JV Podcast Network. Guys, as always, just a quick reminder, Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, wherever you may be listening, please rate five stars, leave a friendly review, subscribe, and turn those notifications on so you never miss an episode. Interviews coming your way every single Monday and the weekend 12-pack with Uncle Micah. It's degenerate gambler advice for non-degenerate gamblers coming your way every single Friday. Except for this week, as you guys know, you're listening to this on a Wednesday. It's the special. It is the Thanksgiving six-pack. We couldn't give you the full 12-pack. You need to be thankful. You need to be responsible. You need to respect spending that time with family. We couldn't do the full 12-pack for you guys. We needed to be a little bit more responsible, so we cut it back to a six-pack. We wanted to talk about those Thanksgiving games for you. Just a quick shout-out to Uncle Micah. I don't want to do this because he has kind of a big ego, and this will go right to his head. But Uncle Micah, you guys know him, the lover of Bud Light Lime, the non-degenerate gambler. He's come up with all these... These names, Weekend 12-Pack, Thanksgiving 6-Pack, which is what we're calling this episode. So not only does he love Bud Light Lime, not only is he a non-degenerate gambler, but obviously and apparently he is a marketing and promotional genius. And 10-2 and weekend last weekend, Uncle Micah finally winning some money for you guys. He's the expert. That's why we started this show, so he could help me out and make me look good. Or actually, he's kind of making me look bad right now. He's running laps around me. But anyways... On this show, we are going to pick the three Thanksgiving football games. We are going to pick the spreads of those games. And we're going to look at the totals and tell you guys to bet either over or under. And then we are going to get into the rivalry Saturday college football games. We have the game. The game. Arizona and Arizona State. Okay. That might be the game 2.0. Because the game 1.0 is... Of course, Ohio State and Michigan. We talk about my Virginia Tech Hokies who have been on fire. I mean, on fire for me. So we had to include them. Include them. They travel to Virginia. Well, they're in Virginia, but they travel to the University of Virginia to play the Cavaliers. And then we, of course, have to talk about number five, Alabama, and number 15, Auburn, the Iron Bowl. That game is at Auburn this year. Alabama on the outside looking in, which perfectly segues into the next thing that we talk about. We talk about the college football playoff. Who's in right now? Are they going to win on Saturday? And what it's going to look like after this week and then after the conference championship weekend. And then we will wrap things up talking about a huge game on Sunday, the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. All that on this episode coming your way right now. Live in Las Vegas. All right, so on the bat phone right now on the JV Podcast Hotline, as always, we have Uncle Micah. Uncle Micah, Thanksgiving is coming up, so I just want to say thank you for stepping away from your comp to meal at one of Gordon Ramsay's fine dining restaurants there in Vegas to speak to us on the on the, uh, on the podcast. So how are things going? You getting ready and joined that Gordon Ramsay burger or fish and chips or wherever you're at before uh, Thanksgiving? I don't even know if I can uh, afford that anymore and get comp there anymore. Gordon Ramsay's that's baller status, but, but yeah, for Thanksgiving, I will go with the Gordon Ramsay. So yeah, yes, I'm to. ready. Got to. Okay. Just real quick before we jump into this, like I mentioned in the intro, a little different show. We're only counting, um, only counting the Thanksgiving games towards our overall records. And speaking of records, let's go over last week and overall records. Uncle Micah, with a heck of a weekend at 10 and 2, he is now 29, 20 and 2 overall. I was 6 and 6, a rough weekend for me, 23, 26 and 2 overall. Uncle Micah, were you just feeling it last weekend? What is it? you're starting to get on a roll here? We're at, you're winning money now, right? You're winning the you you're winning the listeners money. For sure. I mean, 29, 20 and 2 is very respectable in the betting world. Uh, first weekend, losing weekend, so started off terrible, but. 10 and 2 is pretty strong. I mean, I don't want to get too cocky because I'm probably already too cocky in general, but that's pretty strong, 10 and 2. If I could do that every weekend, that would be pretty amazing for myself and all the listeners. So, absolutely. But you got to step it up, dude. I you do. You know what I'm saying? I do. No, believe we just me, need I to do. Get you on the winning record. That's You're right. Almost there. You need to. You need a ten and two weekend. I sure do. All right. So this is what we're doing. We're going over NFL Thursday. We have three Thanksgiving games. We're going to tell you guys the spread, 
We're going to give you guys a pick for the spread, and then we're also going to go over the over-unders for these games and tell you whether you should go over or under. Let's start with the early game. We have the Chicago Bears at the beat-up Detroit Lions. The spread, Chicago, three-point favorites. They're minus three, and the total for this game is 38-and-a-half. Uncle Micah, give us your picks. All right, for this game, I'll be honest. I don't want to watch this game whatsoever, and I'm actually kind of a Bears fan. So I think most people are probably going to be eating this during this game. And in the Chrysler household, when you're eating, we still like to have the TV on. Got to. But I wouldn't even care if they shut the TV off while we eat for this game because, let's be honest, this is kind of going to be a snooze fest game. Not a lot going on in this game. But at minus three for Chicago, I'm going to lay minus three, take Chicago. Yep. And I'm also going to take the under, yeah. under 38 and a half. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I would say Bears are going to win 17 to 10. I mean, the last six games against the spread, the Lions are 0 and 6. Ooh. But also, to be real, the Bears are only 1 and 5 the last six games <laughs> against the spread. So, like I said, it's pretty two bad teams going at it. But I just got to go with the road, road team in Chicago. They looked better last week, the second half. With Trubisky, I know he's struggling all year. He finally seemed coming alive last weekend, but we will see. Tough game to pick, though, but since we're kind of forcing ourselves to pick these uh, Thanksgiving Day games, Chicago minus three, under 38 and a half is what I'm going with. How about you? I have the same exact thing. Chicago, I like them at minus three. I love the under here. This is like... If you're going to bet or you're tuning in for that early Christmas Day NBA game, it's the Knicks and like the Nets playing at like 930 in the morning. You always take the under because no one can score. It's a holiday. There's just so many things going on. I would take the under in this game if it was just a regular Sunday one o'clock game at any point in the season. Honestly, the way that these teams have looked, especially with the Lions with Stafford um, out and they're pretty beat up. So, yeah, definitely take Chicago minus three and pick. Go with the under for 38 and a half here. And it's going to be, I think this game, it's 1230 Eastern. It's going to be 1030 out my way. I'm staying out here in Arizona spending my first Thanksgiving by myself. So uh, I'm definitely going to be tuning into this one, but I might have an early nap um, about halfway through this one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're on the West Coast, I mean, most people set their alarm to wake up early for these games on the West Coast. But honestly, if you slept through the first half of this game, I don't think it's a big deal, even if you are betting the games. But Not I, at all. I just think it's going to be a pretty boring game, low scoring. And another thing with the Lions is Safford's officially out. Right. Jeff Driscoll was on the injury report. So you never, honestly, you may wake up Thursday or Wednesday night, and they might say Driscoll's not even playing. Who knows? You never know with the Lions. I mean, they sat Stafford out of nowhere uh, against the Bears a couple weekends ago, and that kind of messed up a lot of gamblers. So, I got a question for you though. Yeah. Here's a quiz for you. Right? Yes, I'm going to give you a twenty dollar free roll here if you can Ooh. answer this. Okay, Big twenty dollars for you. Okay, and I will pay up. Okay, who is the backup for the Detroit Lions? Not what? who's not Jeff Driscoll, who's like starting for him now. Right behind him. If some reason Driscoll doesn't play, who you got? Do you know the, the Detroit? So this is so Stafford. So this is like they're at the well, beginning yeah, Stafford's of the year. Officially out. I mean, he might be done for the year. They're talking about so right. Jeff so this Driscoll would be like the last two games. This would be like the report. You gotta let me talk, man. Saying, you gotta let me talk. Man. Who's next on deck for the so, line? So this would have been the beginning of the year. Their third string guy. Exactly. Okay. Do you know? No, I, I, you're probably going to give you a hundred dollar free roll. I'd yeah. be shocked if you know. Yeah, no, I just looked it up. It's David Blow, and I. Oh, you cheated though. I said. But no, no I, I, that's what I said. Man. No, I, I would have had no idea. No, I was. I I thought about it, and I'm like, yeah, I have no idea. So I looked it up. Yeah, <laughs> David Blow. Yeah, would have had no clue. Absolutely yeah. no clue. Undrafted, undrafted rookie from Purdue. So he was even in the Big Ten, which I didn't yeah, even know. Me either. <laughs> I, I probably would if I would have thrown a guess. I probably would have just said that guy that stole the show in Hard Knocks for the Browns, Brogan Roback, because he went to Eastern Michigan or wherever he went. That probably would have been my guess. <laughs> well, actually, what's really funny too is I saw a uh, story that the Lions, uh, who is I think it's maybe Josh. I can't even think of it now. He's playing in the XFL, and they tried to. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that story, but they tried to like contact him, and the X- XFL, I guess, 
has him under contract and put a stop to it. I can't yeah. even think of the guy's name now. No, but I saw that but, same story. Yeah, they were trying to get him because they don't – like Jeff Driscoll really is on the injury report. So, it, I mean, it's possible <laughs> we'll that see. he might not even play and they might be going with this undrafted uh, rookie from Purdue on Thursday. So, yeah, and- just to make everyone else – depressed about watching that game if you're a Lions fan so that's another reason you gotta just bet the Bears 100 all right let's move to the second game the Buffalo Bills go to Dallas to face the Cowboys Dallas minus six and a half the over under is 46 and a half Uncle Micah what do you got this is the game I like the most on the uh, to bet I love Buffalo plus six and a half and if I had to bet the over-under, I'm taking the under in the game. I mean, if you look at the past stats for this year, Buffalo is 3-0-1. and They had a push the last four games against the spread. Another key fact here, Buffalo 4-1 and on the road this year, which is very impressive. There's and only you know one who they lost to? On the road, and that is Seattle. And you, of course, know who they lost to on the road, correct? They sure did. They lost to our <laughs> Cleveland Browns, baby. Started the winning correct, streak. But, so I don't know if, I mean, four and one on the road, pretty good record. That's in extremely NFL. good. So the fact that they're getting plus six and a half at a Dallas squad that can struggle at times, and Dallas is only three and two at home. Yep. They have been okay against the spread the last four games, but. I, I just, for those stats and the way Buffalo is on the road with that defense, I think six and a half is too many points. So I do look, do think Dallas will win the game, though. I'm yep. looking at 24 to 20, Dallas winning, so that would keep it under the 46. Dallas will squeak out a win by four points. But it wouldn't shock me if Buffalo wins the game. And also, I really hope Buffalo does win the game because I would like to see Jerry Jones just have a complete meltdown because that would be did great. Did you see his interview after last game? He's starting to crack. That? I sure did. He's starting to go. Yeah. He's starting to lose <laughs> it a little bit. Yep. So, but who you got that game? Okay. So I, I'm, I'm right with you again. I love Buffalo at plus six and a half and I'm going with the under, I think, um, you know, Buffalo, they have a good defense. Dallas is extremely talented, but like we've seen this year, they've struggled They've excelled against poor teams, and when they play good teams, you know, I think they definitely have lost and have looked bad against some teams that are better than Buffalo, even though Buffalo has a has a good record. Um, you know, D- Dallas just hasn't impressed me this year, and they haven't really stepped up in a big game yet. Uh, I, I still think they're going to win this game, but just like you, I love Buffalo six and a half. I think it's going to be close, and we're gonna and it's going to fall just under those forty six and a half points. We're definitely agreeing on both games, and that's probably my – of the three games, like I said, that's my favorite, Buffalo plus six and a half. All right, let's move to the late game. The New Orleans Saints traveled to Atlanta to play the Falcons. New Orleans minus seven. Um, over-under is 48 and a half. Uncle Micah, what do you have to say about this one? This is kind of a tough game to bet, but since yeah. we are putting it out there and picking all three Thanksgiving Day games – I'm going with the Saints minus seven, and yep. I'm also taking the over <laughs> over the 48 and a half. I'm not a big fan of uh, betting favorites that are seven or higher on the road. Yep. But in this case, I mean, the Saints are four and one against the spread on the road this year. So I do like that stat. There's also a little bit of a revenge factor going for the Saints. I mean, somehow Atlanta beat them in New Orleans a oh, couple yeah. weeks ago. So, I mean, that's not good for me picking the Saints, considering they lost at home to Atlanta. But I don't know. Julio's on the injury report I read earlier today as well. I'm sure Julio's going to play. But I just think Drew Brees is starting to get it together, coming back from that injury. I think they're going to put up points. And I just don't like the Atlanta team that much. So I'm looking for a 31-20 to Saints win by 11, and it's going over the total. How about you? Well, we're either going to go 3-0 or we're going to go 0-3 because I love the Saints minus 7, and I do think that this game is going to go over. New Orleans, I really think they have a lot to prove here. I think they're going to win this game, but they haven't looked – they just haven't looked – they haven't looked solid here in a few weeks, and I I think they really are really going to focus and really – um, going to want to put a solid effort 
and a solid game together here. And I think that they're going to come out, be really focused, and really go at Atlanta because I don't think Atlanta's that good. Like you mentioned, Atlanta somehow beat New Orleans in New Orleans earlier this year. So I think the Saints have something to prove, and they, they have something to prove to themselves. So I think that they're going to come out, they're going to cover those seven points, and they're going to put up points themselves. So New Orleans minus seven, just like you, and take the over. So we're, we're, uh, we're either going to live – or, uh, or die with these picks because we, we're like looking in a mirror right now. That's <laughs> pretty awesome. I mean, we don't even discuss this with each other before. So, I no. mean, of all of all uh, six picks, we are together on all six. So that's pretty rare. But I like it. Yeah, me too. Why not, right? It, now, now, yep. that, now, since you've been hot, you saying when you, when you say you like it, I, I get excited now. I don't get so scared. It's true, but now if we happen to lose these six, I'm definitely going to be blaming you for these yes. losses because I've been on a roll. So that's right. I just have to call you the black cat jinx if somehow we do terrible on Thanksgiving for these games. But that, we'll that's see. right. Okay, let's transition into college football now. We want to talk. It's a huge rivalry weekend. There's some big games, some college football playoff implications, conference championship implications, and berths. Um, could be on the line. But before we get into the games, let's talk about a little lesser-known game because we ha- I, ha- I have to mention it because my Virginia Tech Hokies have been so good to me since we started this show. They are now 24 in the nation. They go- they're going to travel to Virginia to play their in-state rival, University of Virginia. I'm gonna, this is the only time I'm ever going to root against the Cavaliers of the Virginia or Cleveland variety. Virginia Tech, minus 2.5. Take Virginia Tech. Minus two and a half on the road. I just had to throw that out there, and I want and they've been so good to me. I have to mention them. It would be it would be gambler suicide if that's even a term. If it's not, I just made it up. If I didn't mention my Hokies on this show, of course they've been crushing for you, and that's like me for uh, Illinois. Yes, Lovey Smith. I've, yes. I'm always on the Illinois train, and they've been covering like crazy. So okay, I like you going with Virginia Tech. There's minus two and a half, right? Yes, had to, but had to mention them real quick. Nice. All right, let's talk about the game, Ohio State and Michigan. It's in Ann Arbor this year. Ohio State right now minus eight and a half. Um, this is the. With the latest rankings, Ohio State is back at number one. Michigan is at number 13. Michigan has been playing better. Um, I think some people are like, you know, Michigan's kind of flying under the radar. Kind of the last year, these last couple years, you know, it's been like, oh, this is going to be a good game. I feel like it's not being talked about as much. Everyone is, you know, has no trust in Michigan. They think Ohio State's going to blow them out. Even with all that talk. And maybe Michigan is a little bit under the radar here, flying a little under the radar. I just, I, I've been trying to picture Michigan winning this game, playing well in this game, and beating Ohio State, even though they're at home. But I really just haven't been able to picture it. I really think Ohio State goes into Michigan and handles their business. I think Ohio State's going to look really good, and maybe it's not like last year where they put up 62 points, but. I think that they handle Michigan. I think that they're just that much better um, talent-wise, but I think that they're just going to be super prepared, and Ohio State's going to look really good on Saturday. I mean, I like Harbaugh. I mean, I think his brother's a better coach because obviously he's crushing with the Ravens, but eight and a half, I mean, it's a tough game to bet. I it mean, is. You never know. I. Personally, I think Michigan might be able to stick with them. I think Shea Patterson is actually playing a lot better his last five games. I mean, he's got 12 TD passes and only one interception in his last five games. They're 5-0 against the spread their last five. So, I mean, like you said, they're playing a lot better now. I mean, Harbaugh's got to do something against them soon, right? I mean, could this be the year he at least keeps it close? I mean, I don't think they can win, but can they cover? I mean... If you're, I, I know we're not including this in our picks because right. I would never bet this game because I think it's a very tough game to bet. For sure. But if you made me pick, I'd probably pick Michigan. One thing that's funny about this line, though, real quick, yeah, is before Saturday's games. Yep. When they release lines early, you know, sometimes they'll release lines a couple weeks early for what yep. it's going to be. So before the games on Saturday, I looked at the line, and most sports books were going to have Ohio State. At 12 and a half and 13 wow. as favorites. So the wow. fact that it's all the way down to eight and a half and nine in some books, 
makes me think that people have bet Michigan, and they probably thought Ohio State didn't look – I mean, they didn't look great against Penn State. I mean, right. they did okay, but, you know, they let Penn State back in that game. Right. Um, so maybe that kind of moved the line a little bit, plus the fact that Michigan kind of crushed at Indiana. I mean, I know it's Indiana, but Indiana honestly hasn't been terrible this year. No, and they looked really good against Penn State the week before. Exactly. So maybe all that information in the books kind of moved that line to eight and a half, nine. But I don't know. It's hard to go. Again, the way Ohio State's dominated Michigan and Harbaugh, and Harbaugh's just terrible when he plays ranked ranked opponents so right we'll see i mean i hope it's a good game i hope Obviously, so too I want ohio state to win uh but i think shea patterson is playing better so i think it's possible that michigan will cover this game but we yeah, will well see then, yeah we'll, we'll see he's looked good but he's facing an sec defense on saturday and that's true i mean young might eat him you never know so yeah I yeah guess. honestly <laughs> shea patterson could be out by halftime you never know but Okay, let's talk about the game 2.0, as I'm calling it, starting right now. U of A, Arizona, from the Dirty T in Tucson. It's pretty much Mexico. Traveling up north, they are so lucky, lucky to come up north and travel to Tempe, where I'm at, to play my Arizona State Sun Devils, who, by the way, as I mentioned on Monday's show, I was there. It was awesome. Knocked the Oregon Ducks out of playoff contention. Arizona State, Pac-12 after dark. It was electric. Knocked the number six Ducks out of playoff contention. It was an amazing game. ASU right now, just like, so they were 14-point underdogs. Maybe it was even 14 and a half at one point against Oregon. They are 14-point favorites. They are minus 14 against U of A on Saturday. It's a night game. It's a rivalry game. I, I love ASU to win this game. My Devils were going to win. But I w- if I were to bet this game, I would probably take U of A plus 14. I think they I think it's gonna be somewhere in like the 10 to 13 point range. So barely underneath that uh 14. So I think the Wildcats will cover, but the Devils, it's gonna they're gonna they're gonna dominate on Saturday. Yeah, this is more your wheelhouse, but I would agree. I think Arizona covers that. I mean, there's gotta be a slight letdown. I mean, were there not big parties going on after you guys won last? There's a party Saturday? every <laughs> night, man. People were like, oh, there's a game and we won. Let's do more shots, more than we've already done. That's what's going on out here, man. Yeah, but so, yeah, I think there might be slight of an emotional letdown a little bit for this game coming up. So 14 is a lot of points for them to cover. And honestly, I mean, that was a great win by your Sun Devils. But of course. They've had some really terrible games this year where they look oh, bad. Know. So. I mean, if you're just going off them beating Oregon, yeah, they look like world beaters. But I think right. they might come back down to earth slightly and not cover that spread. So I like your pick of Arizona they're covering. Right. All right, let's talk about a really important game here, an interesting game with Tua being out. The Iron Bowl, number five, Alabama. They're sitting just outside that top four for the college football playoff. They go to number 15, Auburn. Bama is three-and-a-half-point favorites here. They're minus three-and-a-half. I'm actually just to just to kind of throw it out there and be crazy, you know, I, I really never would want to bet against Alabama, even without Tua, you know, betting against Nick Saban to be a little crazy. But I want some things to go crazy here. I want so I, I want kind of the world to get flipped upside down here. I would actually take Auburn plus three and a half in this game, and I think that they might just win it, because why not? Uh, we're on point. I do too. I have written down here Auburn plus three and a half. <laughs> I love Auburn. I don't love it, but yeah, me I like. I like it. I'll say that. What I love of that game is the over under is fifty, and I love the under of yeah. fifty because yep. Auburn can play D. Just because Mac Jones tore up last weekend against their little D two school they play Western right. Carolina, I think. Yeah, or I think Tiffin that's who they or yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go – like, he puts up 60 points versus them. I mean, I'm not holding much uh, weight to that. So, Bama's quarterback, I mean, he's he played well, and he's had other spot moments to come in and play it okay. But it's a whole different ball game when you're going on the road to Auburn, who has a yep. good defense, a little questionable on offense. So, I really love the under in this game. But Auburn plus three and a half, I'm with you on that as well. And I – Hope they win, and I think they might win as well. So I'm with you. Okay, so here's here's what the college football playoff looks like right now as we're speaking. 
Number one, Ohio State. As, as we already mentioned, they play at Michigan on Saturday. Number two, LSU. They play home against Texas A&M. Number three, Clemson is at South Carolina. And number four, Georgia is at Georgia Tech. Now, we haven't talked about this, but I think that you would agree. I say all those top four teams are going to win on Saturday. Yes, for sure. But real quick, let me ask yes. you this. Yeah. Were you surprised that Ohio State is number one? Because I am. See, I really don't. I really don't think so. I, you know, I, I've been viewing, especially these last several weeks, as Ohio State and LSU because of their resumes and how they've looked as one A and one B. Now, I know Ohio State. You know, LSU wasn't very imp- impressive against Ole Miss, especially their defense, the way that their way Ole Miss court Ole Miss's quarterback ran against that um, LSU defense and Ohio State. You know, in reality. If they didn't turn the ball over like they did, I mean, at one point that game could have been like 35 nothing. Like they should have dominated Penn State. There was a reason that they opened up at eight, you know, almost like 20 point favorites or whatever it was. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't. I, if LSU would have been number one, I would understand. But I'm also, but also Ohio State being number one, I really don't have anything where I can be like, no, nah, that's that that's crazy talk. I, I think. They're kind of uh, interchangeable. I just, I mean, if you look at who LSU would be, I mean, they went into Alabama, obviously, when Tua was playing and strong. Yeah. I mean, that's such a big win to go to Alabama and win that game. Yep. And they they beat Auburn. I mean, just by the resume, I just can't believe they moved them out of number one. Yeah. I mean, that kind of shocked me. But I guess they're really putting focus on the eye test because, I mean, if I did the eye test, I would say the Buckeyes are probably better. But it just kind of shocked me that they're going more with the eye test, I guess. And usually they don't do that and they just look at resumes. I guess that's good that they are using the eye test a little more in the committee. But I was pretty shocked, to be honest, because you look at who LSU beat and just going into Bama is a pretty crazy one there. So to take them out of one surprised me but i i also think it's a conspiracy that they took lsu out of number one because they don't want them to do anything in the sec sec title game like even though they probably wouldn't rest players but that game would wouldn't mean much to them but now if they beat georgia do you think they would move back to number one so or do you think yes the buckeyes, because if you think that let me ask you this real yeah point. let me yeah. word it like this if the buckeyes went out and LSU wins out, will there be any movement or just be only a movement maybe by the eye test of how they Well, look? Well, if they're going by the eye test, and that's what it kind of seems like they're doing. So obviously, Ohio State, it's looking like if they win, they would play Minnesota in the Big Ten title game. Which, which real quick, Minnesota, I mean, come on, that's... I mean, they've had an okay year, but... They've the had Big an, Ten, for Minnesota, it's been an exceptional year. Because we thought Wisconsin was really good, you know, starting off early, and then yeah. they lost some games. So, so I so, mean, is Minnesota a really big victory so in the it, committee's it, eyes, it, even if they let do me, let me beat say them? This. I mean, let maybe me say they this. crush them, I guess. I don't let, let me say this. If they're doing the eye test, on paper, the LSU win over Georgia in an SEC title game is the better win. But I think the committee looks at, you know, Minnesota, even though, you know, you don't really see them as a threat. That's not really like a threatening program. I don't think that Ohio State would handle them. But if Ohio State goes out and dominates and looks really good, I could see the committee. Maybe I don't exactly agree with it, but I could see the committee still placing Ohio State number one if they look really, really good against Minnesota and LSU, even if they beat Georgia, if it's not in such a spectacular way, it doesn't even have to be a blowout. You know, they would just have to look really, really good if they kind of look average or, you know, just kind of like, okay, and they still win the game. I could still see a world where Ohio State's number one and LSU's number two. It could happen. I mean, I, the one seat's so big in my eyes. We kind of mentioned it yes, on it the is. last show. I mean, you don't really want to play Clemson. And that's who – if you're a two-seed, you're going to play Clemson. Yep. You know, and then we don't know who the four-seed's going to be. There's just such Utah. a drop. There's such a drop between the three and the four, you know? Yep. So, okay, so. here's my next thing. So, I got these other games written down. So, let's say – Things come true, and Auburn beats Alabama. That takes them out of playoff contention. Bama's done. The number six team in the country is Utah. 
if they were to they play Colorado, they're gonna win. And then Oklahoma plays your guy, Gundy, at Oklahoma State number 21. If both these schools, is there a Big 12 title game? I always forget. Did they add that or no? They did not add it, right? I don't think so. I don't think they did. We should know this, though. I know. I forgot to look it up. I don't think they do have it still. So, I think but, they've always been discussing it because that was the one conference that never had one. That's why everyone was all. But I don't think they did I don't did think they do. I, I, every single year. You know what? There is. Here we go. The game was played each year until the conference formation in 96 until 2010 and returned during the 2017 season. So they do have it now as of 2017. I think the year after they got they missed out when Ohio State made it in in the first year. Remember it was like Baylor and TCU fighting for it, but since Ohio State blew out Wisconsin 59-0 in the Big 10 title game and they in the Big 12 missed out in the first college football playoff, I think that's when they went and uh and uh created it. Wait, so they've had the Big 12 championship for the past two years? Yeah, since 2017. Yeah, so we don't follow the Big 12, I guess. No. All right. People can yell at us on Twitter for that one. But yeah, because Oklahoma <laughs> is just I ran through it. For sure, yeah. yeah, no, I wasn't. But that I, shows you how much we follow the Big 12. But every, but it's like, it's weird. Every single year I look it up because I'm thinking about and talking about this stuff. And every single year I have to look it up. I'm like, do they have a game? Do they not? I, I always forget. Okay. But then this gets interesting. Oklahoma... If they look really, really good, and I've been listening to some guys that are on the committee on podcasts and interviews and things like that, they do take injuries into consideration. And, you know, when they almost lost to Baylor, you know, CeeDee Lamb was out, who's obviously a huge playmaker for Oklahoma. I think there's a big discussion if, oh, you know, could OU get in over Utah, even if Utah you know, wins out and controls what they can control when they get in over Oklahoma. They're both one loss teams. Uh, Utah's only loss is, I believe, on the road to USC, who's been playing well. So that's not a terrible loss. I think it's certainly a better loss than Oklahoma's loss. It is. It's, it's kind of interesting I there. It is, and I, I always go with the conspiracy theory that they want star players in the uh, top four as well. So Absolutely. that's obviously going to favor Oklahoma because yeah. of Jalen Hurts. And C.D. Lamb. So yeah. I'm under that conspiracy theory, too, when the committee's in there deciding. So I lean more towards Oklahoma getting in if they went out and looked pretty well over Utah, if Utah were to win out. but So you like Utah? more than Oklahoma or that's just what you're asking on the debate. No, no, I, I'm just asking, you know, what, what you think of both, if both those teams control what they can control, win out, who do you think would have the edge? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Oklahoma. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with the conspiracy of they have a star quarterback, yep. who obviously is good ratings for TVs and they have a coach that is pretty sought after by. Yeah. NFL, but there would also be a lot of pressure for the Pac-12 to be back in this game, and Utah, a team that has never been to the college football playoff before. Yeah, I just, if they both won out, I just, I would be pretty surprised if they uh, put Utah in. Yeah. But, I mean, if Oklahoma just squeaks by in their win and Utah crushes, obviously, you know, they are looking more at the eye test because we yeah. just discussed that. So it's possible Utah could uh, get in there, but I think uh chances are probably higher for Oklahoma if they went out. Yeah, that's what makes college football so interesting and something that I've always liked about it is, you know, in the NFL, a win is a win. In college football, when you're dealing with these committees and towards the end of the season when you're fighting for that spot to play in, you know, post uh, you know a postseason game that actually quote-unquote matters, how you win the game and how you play in the game can sometimes be bigger then you know the win or loss like you have to win but you better hope that your win and the way that you win and the margin or whatever it is is better you know team a versus team b and and vice versa well i think a bigger debate too real quick is now let's say alabama wins at auburn yep which would be a pretty good pretty good one but then they're done you know like right. they have no no matter what you know they're on lsu side they again won't play in that SEC 
championship game. Yep. So then say Oklahoma wins out and they win the Big 12 championship game. Yep. Is Oklahoma going to be able to jump over Bama? Because they have Bama at five now. So that's yep. that's kind of – that happened a couple of years ago, right? Like Bama didn't play yep. in the uh, SEC title game, but they still got the squeak in there. Yep. So, I mean, but it's kind of garbage to like – let a team do that because they don't, you know. Well, they made the right decision. They won the national championship. I know, I know, but it's still like. You put the best you teams You know, they in. kind of like, they, they get a whole game off where they yeah. don't have an opportunity to even lose in the title game while these yeah. other schools have to, uh, you know, that's the argument for that is these other schools have to play in a championship conference game. And then if they lose, then what? They're completely out. But here, Alabama couldn't even make it to the uh, championship game, but they get to finish in the top four and go for a national championship. So, yeah. but I, I think, mean, that'll be. I think that's going to be more interesting if Alabama wins this weekend. Then right. it's going to be a big job for the committee to. Uh, and th- and this out. this year will be much tougher decision because of the injury at quarterback. Alabama's playing exactly, with, with yes. a legit backup with Tua out. They're like, okay. You know, this kid, he looked good against, you know, Ashland or whoever they played last week. And, you know, but he did go in, and that's a legit win at Auburn in the Iron Bowl with a lot on the line. They're the number 15 team in the country. But I still think they have a big question mark. You know, they're playing with the backup quarterback. You know what? They don't play in a title game. Honestly, like, there's a lot of pressure on Mac Jones at QB, like, they're going to have to try to run up the score, even though it's going to be a close game. I mean, I don't see how they could run up the score versus Auburn. But he, I think he's going to have to do something on offense this weekend to really show the committee. You know, that comes yeah. back to the eye test because he has no other games, you know, after this one. So yeah. if the defense kind of, if it's a low scoring game and the defense kind of wins this game for Alabama, that's really going to hurt their chances because, you know, and that QB is going to have to show something. So Alabama is definitely going to put up points. And I'm sure Saban realizes that, that he's going to have to show his QB is legit to play in this top four uh, ranking. But absolutely, I don't know. going to be interesting. But, yeah, Alabama's offense definitely is going to have to put up some points to show the committee on the eye test that they're capable of uh, playing with these other three schools. 100%. But, Another interesting game. Let's move to Sunday now. We're back to the NFL. We got to talk about because of our fandom and because of your ticket, we got to talk about the Browns and Steelers. So the Browns have fought all the way back. They're winners of three in a row. They're about to go on the road for the first time in three weeks. They just played the Steelers two weeks ago on that Thursday night game with the attempted murder and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) The Browns are five and six. The Steelers are six and five. Duck is starting for the Steelers. The Browns have an opportunity. What's so exciting as a Browns fan is in my lifetime, for what I can remember since I started watching football, this is the biggest Browns game of my entire lifetime. You have a chance to be 500 and in the hunt and sweep the Steelers, move into sole place for second in the division, and you're beating a team that sits at second in the wild card right now in the – you know, in the – in December. I know it's only December 1st, but it's still meaningful December football. I mean, this is this is huge for the Browns and after they started 2 and 6 and after that loss in Denver to be here now, I mean, it's um we haven't arrived yet and there's still a long way to go and you just have to focus on this week, but I mean, this is a huge game. This is ginormous. It it's very very huge game for multiple reasons like you just mentioned it's huge for my ticket real quick about my ticket i'll just throw it out there people are following so i had 100 to 1 on one ticket and i had a couple more tickets at 125 to 1 for the browns to win the afc which most people probably laughed at at the time but still laughing they are now on the board at most places 30 and 40 to 1 to win the afc so we have gained value already obviously with these wins that the Browns have put up so just wanted to throw that out there still still considered a long shot at 40 to 1 100 40 to 1 is a lot better than 125 to 1 yeah but anyways yeah it's a huge game it's also a huge game for Pittsburgh I mean if Pittsburgh wins this game I mean they're closer to getting that wild card spot yeah I mean Pittsburgh Uh, they're in the playoffs right now I mean somehow 
you know, Pittsburgh is still in this. They've kind of righted the ship, and, you know, they rode – it seems like they've ridden Rudolph as <laughs> – gosh, all this alliteration here. They've gone with Rudolph for as long as they can. Duck is now going to start um, – yeah, I mean, this is this what, is huge for them. This keeps them in the hunt. And it's crazy to think that, like, I mean, the Browns are in such a good spot because the Browns actually opened this line. They're minus two now. Yep. And uh, kind of like I mentioned with the Ohio State. So before Sunday's games last week, weekend, Pittsburgh was actually in the books at minus three. Saw that. But then with the Mason blow up and they went to – the new QB, the Browns look pretty good Sunday. So now the Browns are minus two at all the sports books. Yep. That kind of worries me, like that kind of movement. That means people got on uh, the Browns to move that line, but usually that's sharp money. So people that bet bigger moving that line. So I don't know. I mean, Browns minus two. I like that they're favored, obviously. I will say this, though, when I did bet that ticket and I looked at their schedule, this was the game. I thought they were going to lose, and I hate to say it, but yeah. but now it's a third-string QB, and we do have momentum going in. Like, when I bet that ticket, they lost the very next game, which yeah. crushed me. That was the Denver game, remember? Yeah, like we they said lost we were like, Denver. if they lose that one, let's just rip it up. That's what we said yeah, on like, show. I mean, I was almost about to rip it up when they lost to Denver, but I was like, well, now we kind of got a one-out, because I was on the impression when I bet it, like, all right, they can afford one more loss. And when I looked at the schedule, I was like, they'll be favored most of these games. I don't think they'll be favored at Pittsburgh, though. That's yes, the game. That's what you said. And then now they probably won't be favored at home versus Baltimore because of how no, Baltimore, they're just not. world beaters now somehow, I guess. But somehow we beat them already, though. Yeah. But, <laughs> One of the best wins in the NFL, truly. It, it, <laughs> yeah, as crazy exactly. as it is. I mean, that's but, not But joking. to be honest, though, like if, if the Browns win against Pittsburgh, uh sunday and then we win the next games and then we go into that baltimore game on this win streak yeah i, I don't think baltimore will be favored much i no. mean i think it'll be close to oh, like yeah, they'll be favored, if that's the case i mean that's yeah. that's week 16 i think when they yes, play it is. right is that yeah. week 16 yes it is yeah so like i mean we'll be on a win streak and i'm sure baltimore will still be playing well but i mean i don't think the browns will be at home it won't be much of a dog that no. game, but I, but like I know we got to take care of this other business first. So yeah. this Pittsburgh game, huge game. If the Browns win, like you said, they go to 500. Then schedule next two games. Aren't that, or is it the Bengals after that? Yeah, it's um, home against the Bengals, and they come and see me. I'll be there. Hopefully I bring good luck. Oh, they play yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah. In Arizona. Yeah, that Arizona game is that scares be me a little. They won't be favored much that game. No. That's a long, you know, they got to travel distance there. And I, and, I, I uh, like the Cardinals. Tyler Murray's playing better. Yep. I mean, Arizona's getting better. So, no, that could be a tough game. Yeah, but, but you got to take it one week at a time. Go one and zero. Exactly, but like you said, this is a huge game at Pittsburgh. Uh, huge game for playoff implications. Yep. Huge game for my ticket value. All that good stuff. I mean, the ticket value actually still kind of won't gain a ton of value because of Miles Garrett going yeah. out. I mean, honestly, that's going to hurt. If they do make oh, the playoffs, yeah. like that just sucks that he can't play, you know? Yeah. If, I mean, that's a legit game changer, a pass rusher like I that. I mean, like they can – I think they can withstand like playing the Dolphins without Miles Garrett, but <laughs> they're going to need him versus these better teams. So it really does suck that he uh, – is out and did that. I just wish you just would have dropped that stupid helmet. I know. He just swung his fist. So you know, if he just swings his fist, maybe it's only three games or something. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, so there's some reports that at Heinz Field, they're not going to let people with Miles Garrett jerseys in. Micah, I know you're a big social justice warrior. Isn't this against like some First Amendment thing? That's kind of crap, isn't it? It is. I actually saw that story too, but I didn't really click on it and read it. I didn't know. I just it was saw like, the headline. I, don't I didn't know, know if that real. was fake news or what. Yeah. But I did see that headline too, but I didn't read it. But you read it. That's legit. Maybe no, I did. Not, I did not read it. I just saw the title as I was scrolling through Twitter. I'm like, that's interesting. I, I, I definitely want to hear what Micah has to say about that. I, I saw it too, but I didn't click on it because yeah. I was scrolling through well, as well. It's well, funny. I, think, I, think that, we're kind I did of, see it as well because I think someone commented as well, like. 
Well, what if the Browns said no Big Ben jerseys? Yes, yes, you know? I, yes. That's what I saw. That's what I saw too. Yeah. So this game is. I mean, it's. I, I highly doubt that's going to take place, but I'm sure they're just. Their argument is going to be they don't want fights to be popping right. off because obviously, I'm sure you know a lot of drunk Pittsburgh fans, a lot of drunk Browns fans. I mean, you saw what they were doing uh, in the parking lot. Oh, they had the pinata. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, and which I'm sure some people probably thought that was utterly ridiculous. Oh, get over it. There's so much crazy crap that goes on Uh, everywhere. I mean, but obviously that was just lighthearted fun. I mean, look, if Mason would have died or got paralyzed from the helmet, then it's a big deal. I can at least say I don't think the Browns would have done that if it would have been. But you know what? The guy survived. So, you know what? He's completely fine. (laughs) He didn't even so have to go fine. to concussion. I mean, protocol. he played the next week. So. Yeah, he's good. But yeah, th- this game's going to be so emotional because now, now Pittsburgh and Cleveland has always hated each other. But like as Browns fans, we all all they could really do was get drunk and yell at them because the product on the field was just so bad. I mean, Baker Mayfield is still is still trying to chase you know as many games as Baker has won. In, in, in two years, and it hasn't been a ton. But he's still chasing Ben Roethlisberger for wins at First Energy Stadium. It's like Derek Anderson, Ben Roethlisberger, and Baker Mayfield for quarterbacks and number of wins at First Energy Stadium. That's how bad. And it, it's been like Steelers over Browns has been like Ohio State-Michigan for this last you know decade and a half or whatever it's yep. been. It's been extremely lopsided. So I think that's another – that I mean, this one of the biggest things is – you know, regardless of how this Brown season ends up, you know, we're going to look back, you know, it's like, oh, we, you know, Ohio State, we missed out on the football playoff. We went to the Rose Bowl, but you know what? We beat Michigan 62 to 39. You know, the Browns, oh, we came so close to being that sixth team, to being that second wild card. But you know what? We swept Pittsburgh and we still have a super young team and we have a ton building forward. We actually built some momentum and turned some things around after the season started off so bad. I mean, that whole emotional aspect, like this is turning into more of a rivalry now because the Browns are actually competitive and winning some of these games. I think that adds to this whole element than because of the fight and the Miles Garrett stuff like we just talked about. And the fact that we, you know, you mentioned this and we talked about it. It's so rare that these, that, you know, you play any team twice in three weeks. Like this is crazy. Yep. And I honestly think that's why they, uh, like Pouncey's original, yeah, it was three games. They I moved, think, yeah, he and wasn't going to play against thought, Cleveland like, oh, regardless. It'll get reduced to one, but then I heard someone say, "Oh, but actually, no, it'll probably be two games still because yeah, they don't no. want him playing versus nope. the Browns exactly." <laughs> so, because I don't know, if Pouncey should have got. He definitely shouldn't have got three games. I don't think. Well, I, two, mean, I think two. Is once you see your teammate get hit in the head with a helmet, of course you at least got to throw some punches and, like, get them off. I mean, no. so I totally understand Pouncey doing all that. Yes. I mean, maybe the kick to the head. I think he got a kick to the head in maybe. Yeah. So that was probably the main uh, thing yeah. that got him suspended I would don't be my disagree. guess. Yeah, but, I don't disagree Yeah, I knew when it. he went to appeal that from a three to, like, zero, one, or two, I just had a feeling the NFL would never make it just one game because if no. Pouncey's a thug, man. He's no joke. Well, I talked about it um, – when I had uh, one of my old football coaches on, who's a Steelers fan, like you need to get you a friend like, like, like Pouncey, like after Aaron Hernandez was in jail, after they busted him for murder, he's still like in the club in South beach with like three Hernandez hats and shirts on and like passing them out. Yeah. Like Pouncey's no joke. That's no. our boy urban dude. He yes. To recruit. <laughs> yeah. What a team that was. You had Jesus Christ and Tim Tebow playing quarterback throw into Aaron Hernandez and you know, like all these other guys. Yep. That's what that I'm was, saying. I remember a great article. I wish I remember who wrote it, but talking about that Florida team. Just think about who like was on Urban campus was kind there. of able to hide, not really hide, or maybe you'd say hide, but hide behind the whole Tebow hype. Yeah. And there was a lot of outside stuff going on in Florida. Oh, yeah. Probably got overlooked with all those guys. But. Can you imagine if he goes out to California and he's the Southern Cal coach? Oh, that would, yeah. That he's going to have the next O.J. Simpson. I feel like he's going to coach again. Uh, why Urban. not? Do you think Urban's going to coach again? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. 
I think so, too. I mean, I honestly think he kind of left Ohio State. I know he always tries to blame it on health, but it seems like Urban runs when the heat starts getting on him, you know, because I think the heat was starting to get on him at Florida for, you know, all the recruits yeah. he had in, how stuff was getting covered up. Yeah. And then you had the whole Ohio State deal with the assistant coach and domestic violence, whatever was going on there. Well, I'm sure it's really tough. Like, that's nothing that we've ever – handled or tried to go through you know I know we can say oh he just runs when the heat gets hot and maybe that's true but I mean we've never experienced heat like that so I don't I don't always like to jump on people too crazy you know what I mean that's true I mean I'm not I I honestly think Urban's great recruiter oh for sure he can coach yes but I I honestly think Ryan Day's the better coach yeah but you know I mean I really do I mean I don't know if Day's gonna be able to recruit like uh Urban has well, Urban's but, still around. I mean, as far as coaching, like I knew Day could coach. I mean, I mean, honestly, a lot of NFL offense. Um, I know there are a few NFL uh, teams trying to give him an offensive coordinator job. Like yeah. when he was at Ohio State, I think the Titans interviewed him and a few other teams. So yeah, I mean, the guy can definitely coach. I mean, yeah. we're seeing that. Well, that's but, all. That, that's all exciting stuff. Glad we covered this nice little special episode for the listeners. For sure. Well, okay, Uncle Micah, you get back to your uh, Gordon Ramsay burger or fish and chips or whichever one you have your comp to meal at. So thanks for calling in, calling in as always. Yep, sounds good, buddy. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, wherever you may be listening, please rate five stars, leave a friendly review, subscribe, and turn those notifications on. So you never miss an episode. Interviews coming your way every single Monday and the Weekend 12 Pack with Uncle Micah. Guys, you know, it is degenerate gambler advice from non-degenerate gamblers coming your way every single Friday. Thank you again so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. And as you're sitting there, enjoying your turkey, enjoying your pumpkin pie, enjoying that stuffing, all that good stuff, guys. Spending time with family. On the down low, you're watching those games and you're winning some money. It's, of course, hush-hush. You don't want to tell anyone about it, but your bank account's going to look a little better once Friday comes around. Thanks again so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you on Monday.